Good morning and Happy New Year, church family. You know, when Pastor Matthew uh, called and asked if I would fill in for him today, I was, I was thinking, um, wow, that's, that is great. It's the first Sunday of a new year, so I'm going to preach a New Year's sermon. And then New Year's Eve, Pastor Matthew preaches a New Year's sermon. So I thought, okay, well, this will build up because most of us are a little bit slow. It takes us a couple of times to get the message, amen, you know? And so repetition is good. But actually, I do want to build on what Pastor Matthew preached on about having a new year, about a new start, about a new beginning, um, because a new year is kind of like a new beginning, amen? It's like a a do-over. I love do-overs, don't you? I love do-overs. I love erasers, you know, because, <laughs> uh, man, I mess up, and it's like, oh, it's, it's wiped away. You know, that's what happens to us with, with Christ. But uh, I also uh, love mulligans and golf and uh, double-barreled shotguns, you know. And, uh, hey, guys, uh, young guys, I love that reload button on a video game. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I messed up. I get to do it over again. Well, and, you know, a new year is kind of like that. It's kind of like a fresh beginning as uh, we can say, okay, Lord, I need to, I need to step up again and put the past behind us and, uh, and move on. And I'm not sure how your 2023 went. Um, for some of y'all, it was a tough year. You know, I think for our country, it was not an easy year. It was kind of a tough, uh, tough uh, year. For some of y'all, um, in the past, somebody hurt you really bad. And you're still kind of dealing with that, you know. For some of y'all went through uh made some big mistakes in 2023 i mean and you're still dealing with the sense of shame and and guilt of it he just keeps on every every once in a while it just attacks you You know what i'm talking about you know some of you dealing with some grief you know sadness from 2023 and uh we need to do that kathy and i have dealt with that this year um in July, I lost my mom, and yesterday afternoon, Kathy lost her mom. So, um, you know, it's kind of an emotional thing, and you got to live that. So how do, you, how do you face the new year? How do we walk in faith, right? The Bible says that the righteous shall live by faith. And what is faith? It's always forward-looking. It's always big-picture-looking. Faith is the substance of things what hoped for the evidence of things unseen because in this world we get such myopic little visions such short-sightedness we focus on our problems and and uh sometimes in this world it's a dark world you know what i'm talking about and uh and so we need to be lifted up we need to realize that there's a bigger picture and what comforts us kathy and and i as we kind of say goodbye to her mom is that Jesus' promises are real. And we talked about that this morning. Jesus promised. He said, yay, let not your heart be troubled. Right? You believe in God, believe in me. For in my Father's house are many dwelling places, and I go and prepare a place for you. And I love this, okay? If it were not so, I would have told you. Jesus has not given us soft soap. He's given us truth. Isn't that cool? 
And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself that where I am, there you also will be. Man, that's hope. That's future. That's uh, eternity that he puts in our hearts as believers. So we walk through this, this world uh, and we live by faith. And when we grieve, we grieve not like those who have no hope because our hope is in Christ. Amen. Man, I didn't even pre- uh, plan to share that in my message this, this morning. That's free, extra, okay? It's a little extra credit. But, you know, as we look into the future, um, we do uh, have some insights from God about how we can move forward, how we can move into the future. So today I want us to think and look at what God says about moving forward, how you can make 2024 a year of growth and blessing. Anybody up for that? 2024, better year, year of growth and blessing. So I think there's a formula for this, okay? Now it's not a magic formula. It's a spiritual formula. And Paul practiced this. And Jesus commanded it. And I truly believe that there are two essential ingredients, okay? Two essential ingredients in this formula for a great tomorrow. If you omit these, you will be stuck. Stuck in a rut. Stuck spinning your wheels. And I've simplified this in a simple phrase. Hopefully... It's simple enough, hey, maybe corny enough that you'll remember it, okay? Because I want you to apply this this week, and hopefully it'll become part of your wisdom in your head, okay? And so this is how it goes. For a great tomorrow, those two things, what? Forgive and follow. Y'all say that with me. For a great tomorrow, forgive and follow follow one more time for a great tomorrow what those are the two things forgive and follow and Paul shares this this principle in Philippians chapter 3 when he was in jail you know what I mean it was not exactly smooth sailing he was not on the easy chair at home he's not on the couch but he shares this hope that he has with Jesus Christ And uh, Paul had to do with more heartbreak than you and I have ever probably experienced. Amen? You know his story. And in chapter 3, the first part of the chapter, Paul kind of lays all the the past that he had, kind of his pedigree. And then he turns in chapter 10 and comes up with this real uh, principle. And so let's kind of read this together. Uh, He turns from the present to the future. And I like how the NIV uh, uh, phrases this passage. And so follow along as I read this scripture to you and see how Paul is moving from the past into the future, okay? And this is what he says. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his what? His resurrection and participation in his suffering becoming like him in his death. Well, that sounds dark. And so somehow uh, attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Not that I have already obtained this or I have already arrived at my goal, but I what? I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus has what? 
taking hold of me. Isn't that cool? If you know Jesus today is your Savior, if you've been born again, Jesus is taking hold of you. He has you in his hands. He's leading you into his future. Do you know what I mean? Amen? Okay. And so, uh, brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. Anybody not there yet? Raise your hand. Anybody? Wave at me. You're not there yet? Okay, but you're heading, you're heading that way? Okay. Uh, but one thing I do. Wow. First priority this year. Forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Let me tell you, Jesus kind of summed it up this way in his own words. He said, if anyone desires to come after me, let him what? deny himself quit being self-focused quit being self-centered quit being self-filled and take up his cross daily and what and what and what 2024 we need to forgive and follow okay first thing we want to look at this insight is that you need to accept or receive forgiveness at the cross. Forgiveness is the first ingredient. Receiving it and giving it. Forgiveness is the first ingredient of having a great 2024. Receiving it and what? Giving it. Receiving it and giving it. So receiving it is the first uh, step. You have to let the shame go, okay? The word forgetting, forgiving means um, overlooking, uh, 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 neglecting, not focusing on. Isn't that what, uh, it's not that you can't remember hurt for those of y'all that have been really hurt in the past. And sometimes when a preacher starts preaching about something like that, there's somebody that kind of just flashes to your mind. You try not to think about that person, but, uh, but they really, man, they just hurt you bad. You know what I'm talking about? And Satan uses that when you go along, all of a sudden that person comes and you're almost compelled to tell somebody how bad they are. You know what I'm talking about? You know, that person's name come up and you feel like saying, well, let me tell you what about that person. You know what I mean? That's human nature. But forgiveness, forgiveness means letting that go. means not bringing up that ever, ever again. You know what the Bible says about God's attitude toward our sins? <laughs> the Bible says he puts our sins behind his back. The Bible says that uh, he puts our sins as far from him as the east is from the west. Hey, guys, that's pretty far, you know? I have a geography degree, and I know in, in the world, you know, you can go north till you hit the North Pole, and then you start south again, okay? You can only go north so far, but, you know, you can go west forever and ever and ever, and you can go east forever and ever and ever. That's how far God's uh, attitude is toward we and our, uh, our sins. The Bible says the Bible that God puts our sins in the depths of the sea. And you know how deep that is? The Marianas Trench near the Philippines is probably 32,000 feet deep. 
In fact, you could take Mount Everest. Y'all know what Mount Everest is? Geography test. Tallest mountain in the world, you know what I'm talking about, okay? And you could, you could slice that off at sea level, turn it around, drop it in the Marianas Trench, it will disappear with a thousand feet of water above it. Amen? That's how far. That's what forgiveness is all about. Uh, a good definition of forgiveness is I will never bring it up again. It's not that you can't remember it. It's that you will not bring it up again, especially the Bible says he will not remember our sins against us anymore. You never have to worry about God going, yeah, but I know. Now, we humans, we're like that, you know. Husbands and wives, anytime, you ever like, oh, man, you know. We've got our little pet, little ammunition, our little hand grenades in the back of pocket, you know. If we ever get in a fight, yeah, but remember the time that you, you know what I mean? It's like, hey, we're just, I'm just protecting myself, man. You accuse me of something, man, I got some ammo here. But listen. We mess up today by not letting go of the past. Amen? And, uh, and so you've got to receive your forgiveness. God is not holding uh, things against us anymore. Um, receiving, though, isn't easy. In fact, the famous psychologist Carl Menninger uh, once said that if he could convince the patients in psychiatric hospitals that their sins were forgiven, 75% of them could walk out that day. And let me tell you guys, mental illness is rampant in our country. You know, with these shooters, you hear about it, and it's almost always what? They had mental problems. They had mental problems greatest thing you can do is let the Lord of grace forgive your sins and wash them away. He doesn't care. He knows you're guilty. But listen, Christ died on the cross for you and for me to take our sins on himself that we would be white as snow. Wow. If we could just grab hold of that. 2024 will be an awesome year every day. You need to come where? There's a place where forgiveness reigns. There's a place where forgiveness happens. There's only one place where you receive uh, uh, forgiveness, and that's where? At the cross. At the cross where Christ took on our sin. Guys, young people, if you don't understand, that's why we put crosses on top of, of uh, steeples because it's hope. We know that you've sinned. We've known that you've messed up. But guess what? Christ took it all. And he offers you forgiveness. Wow. He will never bring those up against you anymore. But why don't people receive God's forgiveness? Because receiving it is embarrassing. It's humbling. You have to go to a place where pride dies. And we want to hold on to our pride receive it at the cross that's a cross is the only place where imperfect can, people can meet a holy God because all our sins are taken away and then we can have a father a heavenly father that loves us and has an awesome future for us as he's working in our 
hearts. To the Corinthians, Paul said, I'm determined not to know anything among you but Jesus Christ and Him crucified. And I love the lyrics of that new version of At the Cross. We're going to sing it at the end of the service. Uh, and I didn't even tell Trey. I thought last night, oh, I should have told him. I want to do an invitation. At the Cross, love ran red. Then I get in today, and I, it's too late yesterday to call him up. Boy, the music guys, they have to deal with us preachers, you know. Nothing like, okay, last minute, can you change the order of service? Anyway, it's right there in the order of service. And this is how the words, de- uh, the, the words uh, are awesome. Listen, listen. There's a place where mercy reigns and never dies. There's a place where streams of grace flow deep and wide. Where all the love that I've ever found comes like a flood, comes flowing down at the cross. At the cross, I surrender my life. I'm in awe of you. Where your love ran red and my sin washed white. Where all the love, all the grace... I've ever heard comes flowing down. Or the old classic version for some of our seniors like me, at the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light and the burden of my rolled away. It was there by faith I received my sight and now Wow. When you start there, 2024 starts brightening up. The sun starts coming. Maybe Jesus will come back this year. Maybe today. Maybe before we finish that last song, the trumpet will blow. And while all our beliefs will turn into reality, all our faith will come true. When Paul says he is forgetting what is behind, he is saying he refuses to carry that burden anymore. So if you're still carrying the burden of sin, unforgiveness, just hurt, or maybe guilt in your life over something that you've done, some behavior that you, that you just have a hard time accepting, that uh, you could have done that or said that, come to the cross. Listen, we all need his grace. We all need his forgiveness. You receive, you accept forgiveness at the cross. Second point, it's not only do you need to uh, uh, receive forgiveness at the cross, you need to what? You need to give forgiveness from the cross, okay? It's like... uh, Uh, Paul said in verse 10, becoming like him in his death. What did Jesus say when he was hanging on the cross? He said, Father, he was speaking about all these people that were walking by. And he just said that they were walking by cursing him and spitting uh, toward him and mocking him and calling him to come off of the cross. And what was he saying? Father, forgive them. Forgive them. They don't understand what they're doing. They're foolish people. 
but His grace is right there. And He calls us to do that same thing, to follow Him in that. He taught us those words, right? Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses. What? As, say it, as we forgive. In the same way, Lord, let me tell you, in the same way that I forgive those that have done dirty to me, please forgive me for all the foolish times when I ignored you and went my own way. In the same way, Lord, that's why it's so important not only to receive, in fact, in order to receive God's full forgiveness, you got to let it go. you got to let him go. You know, you can't, you can't receive God's grace if your hands are closed up in anger. You hear what I'm talking about? you got to receive God's grace, and then out of that grace, you give God's forgiveness uh, to others. Listen, I tell you, when somebody has hurt you really badly, it's hard to let it go. Our heart longs for justice, and we hang on to that hurt like a monkey hands on to the seeds. You remember that story? You've heard it probably a hundred times about how they used to catch monkeys in Africa and stuff, and the monkeys are fast, and they're like in the trees and that type of a thing. Well, the, the uh, South Africans used to do things like this. They would take like coconuts, and they would cut a hole in the coconut, drain out the fluid, and they would put some kind of little stones or shiny things or whatever, and they'd go around, they'd kind of shake it. The monkeys would hear that and stuff, and then they'd just throw it on the ground, and they would walk away, and the monkeys, you know, curiosity, would come down out of the trees, you know, pick up the coconut and shake it, and it's like, and then they'd put their hands in, and they could feel whatever's inside, but they wanted to see it, right? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? It's like, I want to see what's in there, you know? But when they put their hands around the stone or whatever, their hands in a fist were too big to couple out of the hole. So here's a monkey going around. He's got, he's got a coconut on his hands. And then the, the uh, native people would just come and collect them. And we're like those monkeys. It's like dumb, but we hold on to it. And Satan beats us all up. Because we're holding on to some, some hurt. Um, but justice took place at the cross when Jesus died for every sin. And when you stand there, you can't let it go. If you're having a hard time letting go of a hurt today, uh, in your heart, come to the cross. Just come to the cross and you'll be able to let it go. And you see what Jesus has done for you in a practical way. Uh, forgiving means not actively remembering. Forgiving means not bringing it up. I shared this. Clara Barton, the founder of American Red Cross, was reminded one day of a vicious deed that someone had done to her years before, but she acted like she never had even heard of the incident. I love this. One of the reasons why she was an awesome, awesome person. And somebody said... Um, don't you remember? And she says, no, but I distinctly remember forgetting it. It's by an act of your will. I will never let that come out of my lips again. Never. It's gone. Listen, if you're burdened with, with a hurt, 
never bring it. Take it to the cross. Take it to the Lord. He knows because he's been hurt too. This is so powerful. If we're going to have a great tomorrow here at Poplar Springs, this needs to be the place where mercy reigns, where forgiveness reigns. We can't let the past chain us. We can't let the past chain uh, any of us. For a great tomorrow, you need to forgive and then what? Follow. Jesus said, in, uh, follow Christ into the future. He says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men if any man wishes to come up uh, come after me he must deny himself in other words deny all those little petty little hurts and stuff like that let him go and take up his cross daily and do what just follow him follow him uh let him go this is uh, point three and so twice paul says he's pressing on i press on to the goal of win the prize for which god has called me heavenward in christ jesus he says, i press on i'm moving on to the future do you remember when you learned to drive uh when i learned how to drive i discovered something when i set my eyes on the road right immediately in front of the in front of the car my car my driving was like this Y'all know what I'm talking about. But when I learned to put my eyes up in the future, down the road, guess what? All the wobbles started clearing out. You know what I'm talking about? And Lord, forgive, forgive if you start looking in the rearview mirror and trying to drive. How long can you do that? Huh? Huh? You do that for very long, guess where you end up? That's what God is saying. That's what God is saying. Listen, I tell you, I learned that if I set my sights down the road where I want to go, everything would flow. That's the same thing spiritually. Hebrews 12 says this, Let us lay aside every encumbrance in the sin which so easily entangles us, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith who for the joy set before him endured the cross and despised the shame. You see what he was doing? That's the life he lived. He knew he was going to the cross, and that was grievous to his heart. But Jesus, Jesus was looking forward, forward to that. Uh, there it is again, laying aside, fixing our eyes on Jesus, looking to Jesus for a great tomorrow. What? Come on, guys, y'all got to... Make the preacher feel good. For a great tomorrow. Magic. It's a, it's a spiritual formula. For a great tomorrow, what? Forgive and follow. That'll make all the difference in your life. So I challenge you tomorrow, tomorrow when you wake up. Uh, and I don't know, guys. Some of y'all are like, um. Uh, oh my, it's morning. Uh, and some people are like, oh my, it's morning. Okay? Whatever you are, I want you to remember tomorrow when you wake up, I want you to say, thank you, Lord. I want you to go to the cross. Thank you for the cross. Thank you for forgiving me. Help me let go of the past and follow you today. Wow. We will do that.
just start tomorrow. Just do that tomorrow. First thing, as soon as you remember it, you may be brushing your teeth. You remember, what was that the pastor said I'm supposed to do this morning? Oh, go to the cross. Thank you, Lord, for your forgiveness for me. Help me forgive others and help me follow you today. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you loved us so much that you sent Christ to be our Savior. And, uh, and Father, as we sing this song, I pray that you would speak to our hearts that forgiveness is available. It's not automatic. We have to receive it. But help us come. Help us receive. Then help us give and help us follow for a great year. We start today following you with forgiveness in our hearts. In Jesus' name, at the cross.